Hi, I'm Dalak Badalana, and this is the Living the Life Podcast, where you will learn scriptural and practical insights into knowing Jesus and expressing his life on the earth from the pages of scripture, void of religion. On the last episode, we discussed on tongues, the believer's advantage. And I recall saying that this thought and topic that we delved into, we wouldn't be able to complete it in one episode, that it would take at least more than one episode. So that's why I'm doing a second episode. And in this second episode, we're still going to be using the same title tongues the believers advance but we'll be looking into different areas where tongues was described and spoken about clearly in the bible so it will be an unarguable discussion about how tongues was really really important in the scriptures now i'll begin with mark 16 from verse 15 mark 16 from verse 15 this is jesus giving the great commission to his disciples when he was about to leave the earth actually start from mark 16 from verse 14. Later he appeared to the twelve as they sat at the table and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I want us to see what signs will follow those who believe. Verse 17 says, and these signs will follow those who believe. The signs that will follow those who believe are what? They will cast out demons, one. They will speak with new tongues, two. They will take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. Another, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So we see that they will speak with new tongues is one of the signs that Jesus said that will follow follow the believing ones. So this is Jesus' commandment and we can see clearly that he stated that tongues will be one of the signs that will follow believers. And now let's see another part when Jesus was speaking to his disciples. And this is in Luke 24. I'll begin from verse 44. Then he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, thus it is written and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sins should be purchased in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem and you are witnesses of these things for the nine behold I send the promise of my father upon you but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high the 49 is very key it says behold I send the promise of my father upon you but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. So he said, I send the promise of the Father. Now, who is the promise of the Father? We see that in John 16. I will start from verse 12. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glory Glorify me, for I will take of what is mine and declare it to you all things that the Father has in mind. Therefore, I said he will take of mine and declare to you. So we also read in John 14 25, these things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, you can see that he said, I will send the promise of the Father. So we see in John 14 26 says, But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, 
he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So who is the promise of the Father? It is who? The Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father that Jesus sent or was going to send to the believer. So we see clearly that the Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father that Jesus is making reference to there. Now, he said in Luke 24, 49 that they should tarry in the city of Jerusalem until they are indeed the power from on high. And that was exactly what the disciples did in Acts 2 from verse 1. It says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So we see that they were all in one accord. So they were waiting for the promise of the Father and when he came he sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So let us see something that is very key here. Verse 4 says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. It says and began to speak with other tongues. It didn't say and the Holy Spirit began to speak. It says and they, they who were filled with the Holy Spirit did what began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Why I'm staying on this is because uh, many people have had issues with speaking in tongues because they have the opinion and the belief that it is the Holy Spirit that would do the talking for them. But that's not what the scripture says. The scripture says and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The utterance is given by the Spirit but the speaking is done by the believer. I'll repeat that. The utterance is given by the Holy Spirit but the speaking is done by the believer. So the Holy Spirit will give the utterance but the believer is to do the speaking. So many people when they come into a meeting where the opportunity for them to speak in other tongues is made available. The utterance is given by the Spirit in their inner man. But the challenge they have is that they don't open their mouths to say it out. So we need to understand that it is the Spirit that gives the utterance, but the believer does the speaking. Now, that's the first part where we see clearly that they spoke in tongues in the Bible. Acts 2 from verse 1 to 4. Now we proceed to another place in Acts chapter 8 from verse 5 to 8. Then I'll also read 14 to 23. 5 to 8 says, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them, and the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits cried with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed, and there was great joy in that city. Now we see clearly, verse 5 says, And he came down to that city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. He preached Christ, meaning he preached the gospel to them. Verse 8 says, And there was great joy in that city. Remember, Isaiah 12, 3 says, With joy you shall draw waters from the well of salvation. So we see, Philip came, preached Christ to them, and many became saved, right? But the fact that they were saved didn't mean that they had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. It doesn't mean that they didn't receive the Holy Spirit within them, but they didn't receive the Holy Spirit upon them with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. So read from verse 14, it now says, Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. We see they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, meaning that they had only 
only be, they had only received salvation, but they had not received the infilling of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And it says, and the apostles, that's Peter and John, laid hands on, laid hands on these people. And what happened? They received the Holy Spirit. So we see that the laying on of hand is one of the way that people receive the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. 18 now says, and when Simon saw, so he saw something. Simon was one of the people that was even saved in this meeting. Let's go back to verse 9. Verse 9 says, but there was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is a great power of God. And they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. But when they heard Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself also believed. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed seeing the miracles and signs which were done. So Simon also believed. He became a believer. But we'll see something that happened here. Verse 18 says, And when Simon saw that through the laying on of, of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, Your money perish with you, because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. So we see that. Now, Simon saw something. Before the apostles came, he was a believer. But he didn't see anything that would have made him want to part with money in the sense of he didn't see anything natural expression aside the miracles and signs that happened when he followed Philip along the way. But when the apostles came, when laid hands on him, he saw something, meaning that he saw the evidence of speaking in other tongues clearly and that was why he wanted to purchase it with money. But we see what the apostles did. Peter said, your money perish with you. So it shows that the gifts of God cannot be bought with money. The gifts of God cannot be purchased with money. People have tried to merchandise the gospel. People have tried to use the gospel for their own pecuniary gains and for their own selfish agendas. But clearly, the gifts of God cannot be bought with money. You cannot use money to get spiritual gifts, to get things from God. God is not a drug dealer. God is not a peddler that does buy and sell of his gifts. No, he doesn't. His gifts are freely given to men. Now, we'll go to the third place where we see where we see speaking in tongues. The book of Acts chapter 9. I'll start reading from verse 10. Now, there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias and to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying, and in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias coming and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine, to bear my name before Gentiles, kings and children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. 17. And Ananias went his way and entered the house and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you might receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. We see in verse 17, he says, Brother Saul, meaning that Saul was already a believer at the time Ananias came. Saul became a believer in Acts 9, from verse 4, when he encountered Jesus, and, and in verse 5, he says, Who are you, Lord? So he, he already acknowledged Lord because
because uh, Romans 10 from verse 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. So that encounter, Paul had already said, who are you, Lord? So he had confessed the Lordship of Jesus and he was saved. So in Ananias meeting him, Ananias said, brother Saul and all that, and he laid his hands on him that he, and he says, who appeared to you on the road as you came and sent me that you might receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And he did that and he said, and he 18 says, and he received his sight at once and he was baptized. Now, we didn't hear that Paul spoke in tongues here clearly, but Paul himself declared that he spoke in tongues in 1 Corinthians 14 from verse 18 says, he says, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. And where did he receive the speaking in tongues in Acts 9? Where Ananias laid his hands on him. So Paul spoke in tongues in this particular place. So we see also that the Apostle Paul spoke in tongues. This is the third reference that we have about speaking in tongues. So that's the third reference. Next week, I'll share on the remaining two references. But another thing I really want to say about speaking in tongues is this. We noticed in Luke 24, 49, that Jesus told them to do what? He said that they should tarry, right? In Luke 24, 49, it says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. We see that the only time believers tarry to receive the Holy Spirit was the first time in Acts 2. After that, every other time, people did not have to tarry to receive the Holy Spirit. That is very key. In Acts 8, when Peter and John came to Samaria, they laid hands on the people and they spoke in tongues. They didn't have to tarry. In Acts 9, when Ananias came to meet Saul, the same thing happened. They didn't have to tarry. In the other instances that we'll talk about in the next episodes, they didn't have to tarry. So anyone who is tarrying, who is waiting for a long time to receive the Holy Spirit may have a challenge because that is not the pattern in Scripture. The pattern in Scripture was they tarried once, but the remaining times the Holy Spirit had already been given once. So believers don't have to wait again for a long time for the Holy Spirit to be given. No, he's already available. He's available. So we just plunge in in faith and receive him and begin to speak in other tongues. I would say one more thing about speaking in tongues that would help us and to show why it is important that we speak in tongues. I'll read from the book of Isaiah chapter 28 from verse 11. It says, For with stammering lips and another tongue it will speak to these people, to whom is said, This is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. 11, with stammering lips and another tongue. You would observe that when you are praying in tongues, sometimes it appears that you are stammering because the words may sound incoherent, may sound unclear. It now says, for with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to these people. 12 now says, to whom he said, this is the rest. What is the rest? That stammering lips and another tongues produces rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. So sometimes, many times when you are weary, just begin to pray in other tongues. And you will receive a refreshing and you will receive rest. It says, to whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. So there is a refreshing that comes in speaking in other tongues. There is a rest and there is a refreshing that comes in speaking with other tongues. This is very key. So when you are tired, when you are worn out, when you feel drained by life challenges, by situations, by circumstances, don't cower in. Don't murmur. 
don't grumble, don't complain. What should you do? Just begin to charge yourself and the Holy Spirit. Begin to develop your inner man. Begin to begin to build up on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Man, the livre, carry bali, coat of radiato, regidole, brendicaso, frediando, labadista. And you will begin to receive direction because the spirit man in you will begin to give you clarity and understanding of what you ought to do. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living the Life Podcast. I believe that you have been blessed and I believe you've learned one or two things about speaking in tongues and I'm sure that in your daily life and practice, you'll begin to engage more in speaking in other tongues. Now, I'd like you to take this one step further by sharing this podcast to all your friends, to your family members, so that they will also be beneficiaries of this podcast. And this podcast is available on all listening platforms, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, on Anchor, on Audio Mac, and on YouTube. Thank you once again for listening and have a great week. God bless you.